Good morning. Good evening. <laughs> uh, every week. <laughs> I know, right? You would expect it to get old, but it doesn't. No, no. We're, you know what? We're, we're entertained by the simplest things, and I, I think that's a good thing, actually. At least we amuse ourselves. That's right. That's all that really matters. Um, right. So I, I have to know, because you put a podcast episode out yesterday, is this your second podcast of the week? Did you record that yesterday as well? I did. I did. I recorded that last night with Sharon at my house. She uh, she came over. We were going to podcast for half an hour. We podcasted for an hour. We may have talked for two hours before we actually podcasted. Just getting everything squared away for, and well, what I think is funny is you were going to try to stick to a single topic and you should know by now that does not happen. It doesn't, you know. Well, I just thought it was funny that I like, even, even with the single topic, I picked a broad topic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It went on tangents, but it was fun and um, I had fun doing it and I laughed a lot when I was doing it. And I think, yeah, I think she was the perfect person. Yeah, I, I think what was I, I think what was really nice about it is it was just a you, you could tell it was a just an in person genuine conversation and yeah you know recounting the fact that you guys first went and saw Space Jam together I thought that was hilarious <laughs> um, so yeah I, and I, I like the um, I, I like when you start talking about how. Um, Oh, how stubborn you are and how self-righteous you are. Nobody's going to tell you what to do and not to do. So you definitely should not see The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Don't see it. I feel like you're trying reverse psychology on me here, Dale. <laughs> it's like the most basic backwoods um, redneck uh, reverse psychology ever like it's so there's there's no there is no thin veil there's maybe like a piece of swiss cheese it's so transparent it's ridiculous so, but, yeah i mean it was but i i i like that you're you're doing the podcast and it was really fun like i'm i'm listening to the intro i'm like yes she's doing her own podcast i got super excited so no look at you yeah. like a proud papa that's yeah that's, <laughs> that's what it was yeah no it was i mean it it was nice and i thought um just listening listening to your thoughts on uh various uh actors and actresses it was just really it, it was really fun i it was it was a lot of fun so um, you, i i think given the topic you see how much like i've spoken to you about the fact that i've got a retentive memory yes but i think that sort of gave a glimpse into how much of a retentive memory I have. And well, and, ridiculous things. Yeah, and, and and what I but but it's nice because it's not like it's something you know talking about movies. It's something like I'm aware of, but I'm not really in. Like I'm aware enough to where I can listen to it and really really enjoy it. But it was just really nice to listen to something that I'm not in all the time i was like oh mm. this is what podcasting is probably like a lot of the time yeah yeah i had somebody from the weight loss community say to me the other day oh what's your podcast about and i've gone to be honest not really weight loss and they went oh <laughs> and then i had somebody else go i don't care i think you're great when you talk so i'll listen to anything you say i'm like excellent thanks yeah well and <laughs> And you can now, because I'll do this when people message me, they'll be like, I love your voice. I'm like, have you listened to my podcast? 
And then, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, but I, I like that you're talking about various things. There is, you know, there's, there's so many things to you and that goes yeah. into, I, I don't know how much you and I have talked about this, but I, I put something on Instagram about it where people need to find like kind of what their identity is when they're now, when they're online and, you know, we spend a lot of time in the weight loss community, but even if your identity isn't, isn't within weight loss, I mean, if you're like Neil, whose identity is clearly in uh, collecting uh, toys and, and, you know, doing all this crazy, like his stuff is just, is crazy, but like, you know, he knows who he is. So he doesn't get into the whole comparison trap as much from what I've seen. I mean, you can probably speak more to that, but I think if somebody knows exactly who they are, uh, it makes this whole online stuff a lot more enjoyable because you're not looking to other people to kind of fulfill, okay, who am I? What should I post about? Yeah, I, I think, look, I, I think that's both a blessing and a curse when it comes to my Instagram account too, because I was never a strictly weight loss account. I've never had multiple accounts. That is me. Mm-hmm. That account is me. Um, it is a filtered version of me um, because, you know, yeah. I don't post everything, but I, um, yeah, I sort of feel like the podcast is the same because, you know, having lost a lot of weight is part of my life, but it's, it's not my whole life. It's not even the most interesting thing about me. So, um, I mean, I think my ability to remember, you know, um, Katie Holmes movies and, <laughs> and stuff like that, random, random film facts. So I, mean, I had forgotten, I had actually forgotten she was in the Batman movie. So I guess that kind of, of speaks, yeah, I, I know, I know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, and, and it's all two things that I think people kind of think about a lot is one, when you say, okay, um, if I'm posting, if I'm in the weight loss community, I should only post about weight loss. I like when people do where they're posting about everything. Um, I like when they're, you know, sharing the different aspects of their life and that ties into the other thing, which is, you know, we all, it is a filtered version, partly because, I mean, there's, you know, you, you don't share everything in your life for various reasons, and that should mm-hmm. be any and everyone, and we all know what it looks like when somebody overshares. Now, by the same token, oh, yeah. if that person is is happy and, and content with the fact that they're oversharing, then, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. And let's but, be honest, so, the oversharers never know that they're oversharers. Okay. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think you're, I don't know. There's probably somebody that's like, I want to share everything and they do it and they're happy, but yeah, you're right in general. Yeah. And, and I think it also has to do with the amount of time that you've been on there too, yeah. because I think the longer that you're on Instagram, the more selective you are with what you share as well. Um, um, or the more the, the more comfortable you are with your friends list. So it goes one extreme or another. You either share more or you share less. I've shared less as time went on. Yeah. Um, because I'm aware of the fact that there is what, like a couple of thousand people that are looking at my stuff, most of whom I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so and, I'm and, a little um, bit selective with what I choose. To yeah, and about. and I think, and this was something I, you know, I heard something on the radio the other day where um, this this online celebrity, Instagram influencer, whatever, 
Uh, I guess she was really pushing the whole uh, vegan. Like she was identifying as vegan lifestyle and all this. And she ate a piece of, she, she had fish and basically it was this whole uproar and, and, you know, within the, the, um, within kind of the framework of what it means to be vegan. Yeah. She was breaking the, the vegan rules, but I'm always, you know, that's kind of the other thing is when you're, when you're deciding how much you're going to share and you're deciding who you're going to be within a community, you know, you probably should not, you should not try to put something out there that is a, a, an extreme version of what you would like to be that you can't live up to because, you know, otherwise you're going to end up having to apologize for stuff later. Um, which that's, that's hard. And I think that's where a lot of people, it, it gets to them and they have to go away for a while because they are trying to live up to some standard that, you know, in, in some sense that they've created uh, and, and it becomes too much. Now, along with that, I think if somebody re- kind of realizing how, you know, people are and, and, you know, we know from being on Instagram for a while and posting and sharing, you know, there is a certain amount of, uh, you could call it pressure. It may not be, you know, to that extent, or it might be to that extent, but if somebody does kind of have a, I guess, community fall from grace, you know, don't be one of the people that jumps into the comments to like, you know, the, 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 the angry mob that's uh, attacking their comments. Oh yeah. Don't grab, don't grab your torches and your pitchforks. That's right. That's right. You're so eloquent. Like you, you bring me back on topic. It's really nice. (laughs) I'd like to take credit for my eloquence, but I feel like I stole that line from the movie Shrek. So (laughs) grab your torch and your pitchfork. Um, That's right. I, I've seen it happen and I and I saw it happen very early on in my whole getting into an Instagram community thing mm-hmm. where there was a girl that everybody wanted to know and in, in Australia obviously everybody wanted to know and I'd met her a few times and I'd, I found her lovely and then the mood shifts and she goes to a party and she maybe doesn't feel the best and so then one person says she's horrible. And then somebody else goes, she's horrible. And then these people are actually starting to uh, get more followers. So then everybody starts to think that this person is horrible and they're not. I think it takes away the ability to have a bad day. And I think that was something that I learned from where I went, oh, I hope I never have, you know, 20, 30,000 people following me who all decide at one moment to make me the bad guy. Because nobody is all good and nobody is all bad either. And, um, yeah, I just think particularly when people are hiding behind a keyboard, it is so much easier to say what you're thinking because you feel like there's no repercussion for it, I guess. So, yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, to whatever scale you want to look at it, it's it's like a modern day celebrity because yeah, you have people you have people watching and either they're either watching and waiting for you to slip up or when you exactly do, they, they pounce and it's like geez I'm you know you, and it's like I'm I'm getting the attention but I'm not making the uh, I, I don't have the Hollywood contract which kind of sucks but uh, <laughs> but yeah I mean it's. It's just, uh, there's a lot to it. It's really, like, it's really fascinating on kind of how we've gone from, you know, um, 
to to this is what people's entertainment is now. It's like watching to see what actual oh, yeah. people do on a daily basis. It's insane. Yeah, I, I I would like to say that I'm above that, but I'm gonna be completely honest here, Daryl. There are people that I follow on Instagram because they're complete and other train wrecks. And that's it's what reality tra- T V was. I mean that's why people got into it. Yeah. It's and it it's I I can't help it. I'm not invested. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, they're not in my everyday life. I'm not in theirs. I don't care. But it's just, I, I find it hilarious. Yeah. I'm not nasty about it. I don't share with the world that I find it hilarious. I don't mock them. I don't anything. But in my head, I sort of go. <laughs> 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 and if I'm having a really bad day, I'll be like, "Geez, I hope they've done stories. I could use a bit of a pick me up." And then you see that they've done a story, and you're just you do a little happy dance. Yeah, do that, gig- like, do that. Do that. Giggle, do that. Giggle again. That was hilarious. <laughs> there you go. That's a ringtone. That's what that is. <laughs> oh man. So, um, <laughs> completely random off-topic thing. I don't even know if I've, if I've asked you about this, but when you guys were talking about um, movie stars yesterday, I, I got to thinking. I'm like, there was um, back. My gosh. 10, 15 years ago when, when, on, when poker was on TV and online poker was a huge deal. Uh, okay. A guy from Australia actually won the championship over here, and they made it out like he was a big celebrity. Uh, his name was Joseph Hashem. Did he, I mean, was he really a celebrity back home, or were you guys just kind of like, eh, or do you not even know who I'm talking about? Oh, Joe. Yeah, like, no, Joe and I are mates, man. We hang out Yeah, all of the course. Time. Yeah. yeah, he's from Australia. Do you know him? I didn't go from that angle, Rachel. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, I remember it making the news here, but but I didn't know who he was. But that said, I'm not really into poker. I did go to high school with a guy who was doing really well in poker Yeah. Um, for a while internationally. I know because it was in the local paper and they kept stressing the fact that he'd gone to my high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, I, I, like, I remember it making the news, but it made the news more because of the amount of money that he'd won. Yeah. You know, well, because and, like that, that's just not a thing that's here. Well, that, and that's know. not a, that's not a thing that's, that's here either. It was, it was this really weird time where, um, cause that, that tournament had been going on forever and there was this two or three year window where you could actually get away with playing poker online and they had so many people buying in from across the world and doing these online qualifiers that the prize money was just <clears throat> stupid. I mean, it was, I think for years, first prize was like a million dollars, which is a lot of money, but I mean, this thing, poker, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it went from where the amount of people playing in this poker tournament were like five to 800 to like, tens of thousands of people so i th- yeah i think he won like 13 million dollars it was insane. yeah i remember it was crazy it was a crazy amount of money yes and it made yeah. the yeah, but and... i don't think him being a celebrity but well, then it's it... quite funny it's like steve steve owen yeah was famous in america before he was famous in australia nobody here knew who he was you know he he ran a zoo nobody knew who he was though and then he he went to the states and and Let's be honest, you guys like cliche Australian things. And he sounded like the guy from, you know, Crocodile Dundee. And, <laughs> and um, that's totally why he, he clicked over here. It's awful. Yeah. It really is. And then, he, and then he came back and he was a massive star. And we were like, all right, we'll claim him. 
But um, yeah, it was one of those things where he was famous, famous overseas first. And, and um, ironically, I talked about him last week, but Adam Hills used to do a thing in his show mm-hmm. about him where he was like, the first time he ever watched Crocodile Hunter, he was at a pub in London and he's talking about, you know, the, the crocs right over there. So I'm going to back away so he can't see me. And, and and Adam Hills is talking about how how he's pissing himself laughing because yeah. it's hilarious. And and the Englishman next to him in the pub's like, that's a good tip, that. <laughs> and he's like, really? Really? Um, and so, I, look, I think the important thing is because a lot of Australians will tell you that people like Steve Owen don't exist. People like Steve Owen do exist, but they exist in the part of Australia that he's from or he was from. Um uh, which is 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 right up north where there are crocodiles and, um, yeah, and and it's a very relaxed way of talking up there. So it's a bit slower, and um, it's a bit more ochre. And I actually noticed last night how different people are always telling me that my accent isn't as Australian as other people's, and I didn't realize until I did a podcast with Sharon how true that was. Um. Yeah, and and I don't even think she's I didn't think she's particularly Aussie sounding. Her parents are Scottish, so there's always been that little bit of a twinge to her to her accent. But um, yeah, I well, I think, and it's funny whenever somebody says that. I, I always, you know, you get annoyed when people say, "Oh, you're gonna like this person," or "You're gonna, you know, like this movie." <laughs> I get annoyed when people are like, well, I don't have an accent. Yes, you do. Oh, my gosh. Everyone, yes, everyone has an accent. You just yeah. don't hear your own accent. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize until the last time I was in the UK um, that my accent is sort of, um, it, it's, it's not completely decipherable as Australian because I got asked a lot. They knew I was not English, but I got asked if I was a Kiwi or if I was from South Africa or, you, you know, like they, they, they narrowed it down to either Australian, New Zealander or South African, but they couldn't pinpoint which. And, um, and, to, to, and like to, to the point where my, my best friend's, my best friend's husband's friend said to me, a bit disappointed. You don't sound as Australian as I was expecting. <laughs> and I was like, really? Really? I'm sorry. Do you want me to just be like, g'day, mate? How the hell are you? <laughs> yes, you're going to be riding a kangaroo and throwing a boomerang too. I know, right? Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember we had an American exchange student, and we convinced her to tell her family. She was from Maryland, by the way. Uh, we convinced her to tell her family that we had a thing called wombat sacrifice. <laughs> On a wombat's sixteenth birthday, we sacrificed them, <laughs> and, um, and and they believed her. They believed her. I couldn't believe that. I was like, really? Oh, I mean, people are mesmerized. I. It was so funny. When you and I started doing this podcast, people would message me like, where is she from? And depending on the mood I was in, I'd be like, Earth. And would be <laughs> um, fun. Uh, Maryland, Maryland is actually where my wife is from. So, yeah. I know. Good morning, Baltimore. That's right. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. Yes. So, so we had two exchange mm-hmm. students while I was at high school. One was from Maryland. And the other one was from Washington State. Mm, completely different side of the country. Which I, that was, I'm, and here is where I admit to my ignorance, because I'm, I'm quick to point out other people's ignorance. Um, 
I did not realize that Washington and Washington State were different until I was 15 and I met this girl. Yeah. Because Washington, D.C. is actually in Virginia, isn't it? Or, I mean, it's it's its, its own. Own, yeah, it's its own little it's its own district and it's in by Virginia and Maryland in that area. And then yes, Washington state is clear across on the other coast. Mm. So I, I think the, the point here, and we will stress this to every listener is we are all ignorant to the things that we don't know. That's very basic. But oh, exactly. Very so. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, it's, it's sort of like when you're learning history and you, and you learn the history of your, your country and not the other countries, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what you're learning. And, and like, I, I think I've told you before, where I had somebody turn around and go, but you learn that in grade school. And I'm like, not in Australia. You don't. We learn Australian history. Yeah. You know? Well, in that, I, I'll tell you what, that's another benefit of social media. Get out there and meet people that have, that are from different places and have opposing views than yourself. You'll learn something. Yeah. Because then you, like, then you can make plans like saying to your friend daryl if ever i come to cincinnati we have to go to cincinnati zoo so that i can meet fiona or you can say to people like gary cantrell oh, i'm sorry i don't remember who he is <laughs> you can say to people like gary cantrell um hey yeah let's watch poltergeist yes yes you can you can make you, you can make cross-culture cultural plans and references and everything will be uh, absolutely wonderful um, mm-hmm. yeah i know you really want to meet fiona and uh, apparently well he doesn't she's that's, awesome yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm hearing and i it's funny i and i i did send you the picture this past week because my mom actually got to meet mm-hmm. fiona and this was like i know i was yes jealous. this was well there's there was another uh picture that that was taken and like it, it it seriously looked like the happiest she's the happiest was the happiest day of her life i mean just like pure joy and fiona was like i don't know like just running around doing her thing but yeah she was very excited yeah she's like oh yeah no it's it's like you know it's cool it's cool meeting daryl's mom right. uh mostly because i meet everybody else's moms every day of the year That's true. but it's cool it's cool meeting daryl's mom um, but like, I feel like this means so much more to her than it does to me. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is that, you know, you meeting Fiona, Fiona is probably going to have a different reaction. She's going to be like, this is Rachel. This is the Rachel. Well, I feel like, no, I feel like Fiona would be like, I'm way more famous than you. And I'd be like, yes, I bowed down to the feet of Fiona. I think we, I really want a selfie with her. Gosh, I hope I get my angle right. You know what I what I really liked about Fiona is when she hit the thousand pound mark. They made a cookie for her. She has a, a yeah. thousand pound commemorative cookie. I love that. Yeah. Let's pull up some pictures of Fiona while we're talking. You might already be doing. Gosh, I haven't. Stuff. I haven't looked at Fiona for a while. Yeah, you need. I'll tell you what we. Um, the zoo really. Uh, the zoo really got lucky with her. It's crazy. She's quite the celebrity. Oh my gosh! Is this a is this this is an otter with a basketball oh this is hilarious too yeah apparently you can just go and look at zoo animals that's fun but lots of fiona i just what i love about fiona is that she just doesn't know how pretty she is oh no i i think she does she she flaunts it. No, no, she doesn't. Okay, okay, she, she has no idea. How could you say that she, about my Fiona? She has Harold? she has no idea. I'm sorry. 
And if anybody from the zoo is listening to this. She she totally does. She's working those angles. Yes, she is. You can see it in every photo. She's like, "Uh, does my butt look big in this? Because it better. That's right. She flaunts it, man. <laughs> I, I think we a yeah. lot of I think a lot of us could learn from Fiona just how she cares. I agree. I agree. She's there swimming along, going, "What you gonna do with all that junk? <laughs> all that junk inside your trunk? I'm going to be famous at Cincinnati Zoo. That's what she's gonna be." <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the commemorative cookie. She's so happy to be a thousand pounds. That is so great. Oh. Hey, I was half a Fiona. <laughs> That's true. You were. You were. You were. I was. Oh, good. They should have made good a commemorative time. cookie for you. They still could. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have gotten to the public because I would have eaten it. That's but right. Still. <laughs> I wouldn't have shared it. It is. Um, it's Girl Scout cookie season over here. Have you heard about the obsession with the Girl Scout cookies? Do you get? I have, I have. Apparently, I need to try. Uh, I want to say thin mints. Mm. Yeah, those are popular. I'm not a huge fan of those. I like the. Um, they have these uh, coconut chocolate ones that are really, really good, um, which are called Samoas. Which I don't know if you should name cookie cookies around a stereotype of people, but whatever. Um, but they're really good. And our our grocery store chain that's based in Cincinnati, uh, but is kind of has a hand, I think, in all major grocery stores across the country, uh, since they have the distribution, they have private labeled the uh, Girl Scout cookies. And instead of just being able to buy them, you know, in February and March, you can actually get them year round and you can get them for about 75% the cost of what the Girl Scouts charge. So yeah, you, you, you eat the cookies year round and then you take money away from the Girl Scouts. But we all kind of do it now. And I'm okay with it. Just like that, people, somewhere, a Girl Scout cried. Well, they, I, I think they get to feel what the Boy Scouts feel because the Girl Scouts got to sell, get to sell cookies and the Boy Scouts are stuck with, like, stale popcorn. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's really not fair. I, I think that the Boy Scouts should be able to sell cakes. I would buy cakes. I would agree. Yeah. Oh gosh, now I want cake. Me too. Mm. What kind of cake? Um, I really like. I want like a strawberry layer cake, like a yellow cake with the strawberry goo inside of it. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be really. I like me a bit of goo. Yeah, I'm all about the goo. Um, who's the best? <laughs> what's the best bakery that you guys have there? Who, who is the best bakery? Oh, gosh. I wouldn't even know. How bad is that? It's, it's been that long. I was never really a cake person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was never really a cake person. You do have chains. So, like, we've got, like, the cake merchant and we've got the cheesecake shop. I think the cake merchant is better than cheesecake shop. Um, where you buy birthday cakes and, and things like that. And and so they've got pretty much, and the cake merchant in particular is pretty much any type of cake that you can imagine, and then any type of cheesecake you can imagine. Um, yeah, gosh, the more I'm talking about cake, the more I'm wanting it. Uh, I I was always that person that rather eat the icing than the actual cake anyway, or the frosting. Sorry. Yeah, it really. Um, I I'm actually 
I like icing. We'll call it icing. Um, but like, there's a okay. there's a cupcake chain here, Gigi's, that puts way too much, way too much on, and I literally have to take some of it off because they, basically, if it's an 800 calorie cupcake, um, 200 calories is the actual cake, and the rest is just icing. So, do you know what those 600 calories taste like to me, okay, Daryl? Well, they taste like delicious. Like if I could have a way to avoid having actual cake. It sounds like you and I would be the perfect cupcake eating team. I could give you, yeah, right. I, I, yeah, you could. could I would have, I would have a little bit of icing, like just enough to be like, (laughs) oh, I can taste this icing. Oh, I'd, I'd let you, I'd I'd let you have, I'd let you have. I can't see that. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I would totally like. I could get. Oh my! I went in there. um, I went in there before they closed a couple of um, like fifteen minutes before they closed a couple months ago, and. This lady comes in before me and she orders like she, she took, um, they, they just had, they, they make, um, different flavors every day. And she basically got a dozen, like, I don't know where you're going at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night with a dozen cupcakes. But I, she saw me standing there behind her and she just like got all the good ones. She left a couple gluten-free cupcakes and then I come up there and, you know, I'm kind of looking, uh, the girl could tell by the look of my face. I'm like, why the hell couldn't she leave me a single cupcake? And she, then like, she brought out more. So I was happy, but I'm like, this woman is going to take every single cupcake and leave me these nasty gluten-free things. And all I wanted was a cupcake, but there's, <laughs> are you okay? Well, I got my you want to talk about it? I am talking about it. Apparently we can distress. We can. We can evaluate your pain. We can work out coping mechanisms. Well, I mean, for you it. can technique me all you want, but I really just want another cupcake. Oh my gosh, who doesn't? We oh um, gosh, now I want a cupcake. I actually somebody asked me my favorite cake the other day, and I was like, I prefer <laughs> cupcakes to cake. Um, and that was that actually that's been a thing all along, even before I had a tiny tummy. I always preferred cupcakes. I think probably because I'm not an overly cake person. And so it's smaller than a slice of cake, but it's yeah. enough, enough for a sweetness. And like those mini, those mini cupcakes are perfect, I think, for me. Um, because I have a day where I'll eat one and it's perfect. And I have a day where I eat one and it's perfect. And then I'll have a day where I eat 12 and I'll be like, where the mini <laughs> cupcakes at? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember um, for my birthday, I went and looked at like these different cakes that they had. I just ended up going to the grocery store for this, but they had this, uh, the strawberry layer cake, the one that I'm actually thinking of. And it was just this, it was like a, it was a large Mm -hmm. slice of cake. I'm like, yeah, this is good enough. It was kind of like a cross between a yellow cake with uh, vanilla icing and strawberry shortcake. I'm like, I'm like, I can do this. Um, But I, I'll tell you what I really like. I like those tea cookies, like the butter cookies with a little bit of icing on them. Oh, those are so good. Those are my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. I can, I can go. I'm, I'm yes. more of a cookies person yes. than a cake person. Um, yeah. My wife jokes that I turn into Cookie Monster, that I get blue fur and googly eyes around cookies, and that's what she'll say. <laughs> but are you? I wait. Do you, do you just eat your cookies? Or are you are you a cookie dunker? It depends. Um, it depends. It depends what kind of mood I'm in. No, if I'm well, and it depends on the cookie right, too. So, so, like those tea cookies, I can just eat those straight away. 
Um, if we're talking Oreos, mm-hmm. and I, I like the golden Oreos more so than the regular. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm strained. Yes. We have Oreos. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, just one yeah, that's, type. That's the thing, and I know we talk <laughs> about this. Like it, it's crazy in America with the line extensions. Like there's so many different flavors. Um, uh, Oreos are funny. Like Oreos and M and M's are funny because they'll do like every season they'll try to bring out another flavor, and yeah. Australia just goes no. So mainstream Oreos do well over here, but they brought out like peanut butter ones, and they had to basically <laughs> give them away. Because you know, I, I remember going to the supermarket and they were twenty oh cents gosh. a packet, and I'm like, "Wow, no. nobody likes them. That's Not right. buying them." <laughs> um, and and they do the same with M and M's. So like, I I think I was telling you that that there's only three types of M and M's here. So there's there's plain, yeah. there's peanut, and there's crispy, and um and those are your three M and M's. Now I went into I I think I told you I've got an American sweet store underneath mm-hmm. the, the building that I work in. And I went in, there's like 15 flavors oh, yeah. of M&M's. That's, and that's, M&M's, they probably make more line extensions than most. But yeah, most of your candy bars, you can probably find three or four variations. Now, my favorite kind of M&M is the almond M&M. And you can, you can get those in the grocery store, but you, can, you have to buy like one of the large bags. Like they, they used to make them in the regular um, single serving bags of m&ms but now you can't find those you can only find them in like the 12 servings per bag four dollar bag so i really have to be in a in a mood to want the almond m&ms to that extent um but yeah it's it's crazy the amount and it's not just candy it's the same thing with chips like doritos i think they've probably got seven or eight different flavors of those and it's 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 a lot i mean going to That'll be another thing if you come here is like, I just, I need to take you to an American grocery store. Like that would, yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, would I would be, love that. Um, it, and it's funny because the chain, uh, again, that Kroger chain, like, because I think it's because we're in, we're in, um, we're in Cincinnati and around Cincinnati. So we have them everywhere, but I'll talk to other people that are, are, you know, a couple States away and they have to drive 45 minutes to go to Kroger and, we literally have probably five of them within a 10 mile radius and they have the regular grocery stores and then they have what's called the Kroger marketplace, which is what we have. And it's just massive. So yeah, it's, it would definitely be sensory overload. I think. My, uh, my niece was over for dinner the other night. Um, I think I told you that I have them over every, Mm -hmm. every second week or so. And it's, it's my mom, my sister, my niece. And, um, my niece was over for dinner the other night and she was so cute because as she was leaving, she saw, I've got a Starbucks, um, like, what are they yeah. called? Like a recyclable yeah. cup, like a reusable one. Um, and she's like, is that a Starbucks cup? And I went, oh, honey, it's, it's you know, it's, it's one that I can fill up so I can take it in the car with me. I said, but I bring it home and I wash it and I can use it again. And she's like, oh, where did you get that from? And I'm like, I, I got it from Starbucks. She's like, do we have Starbucks? And I'm like, yeah, we do, sweetie. It's about an hour away. And she's like, can I go with you the next time you go? And my sister's standing behind her doing the mum thing where she's shaking her head going, no, no, no. And I'm like, 
why don't we see what you're doing the next time I go? <laughs> and um, and I think it's because my my, my sister is uh, not not a coffee drinker. She'll drink yeah. coffee that she makes at home, but she'll never buy coffee when she's out. And she's only ever been to Starbucks once, and that was with me for my twentieth birthday because I'd always wanted to go, and they'd opened one up next yeah. to a train station in the city. And she took me, and um, and she hated it. And because she hated it, she's like, no, 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 no. But then this is the same mother that told her daughter, no, 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 to Harry Potter. And guess what? We watched at dinner the other night. <laughs> we had dinner at the table, and that we so we eat dinner together. We talk about our day and our week and all that sort of stuff. And then we watch a movie, and we watched Harry Potter, the second last Harry Potter movie. That was her pick. I let her pick. And I always let her have popcorn yeah, because say, I'm like that auntie. The auntie. Um, well, and see, that's going to be okay. So Starbucks is an hour away from you, and we have first off in Kroger they have little uh, Starbucks kiosks, and pretty much the full menu you can get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then in front of this, and this will be now. Now this is the marketplace that's closest to our house. They're putting these new uh, strip malls out in front of it. They're there's a one of my friends was telling me that they're putting a Starbucks there. So you're going to have the Starbucks in the grocery store and then you're going to have the Starbucks out in front of the grocery store, the freestanding one. And then if you go to the one that's five minutes from our house, that setup is already kind of there. Like they have the, the big marketplace and then less than a quarter of a mile away on the same side of the road, there's a freestanding Starbucks. I mean, it's, it's absurd kind of, like Starbucks is, is one of those things that's like everywhere here. So I, yeah, I've, I've heard that. I've also heard from friends that if I ever go to the state, I'm, I can only drink my coffee at Starbucks because apparently you guys don't know how to make well, coffee. Well, I just, I'm actually, <laughs> the funny thing is I'm kind of in the same, I'm closer to being at the same camp with, uh, with your sister, like I buy the, you can get a bag of Starbucks coffee for, um, yeah, no, I, yeah, well, so yeah I, cause I'm very this, passionate about this. So the price of it keeps going up, but even at, at $8 a bag, you can make, um, eh, you probably get, can make about four or five pots with that. Each pot's going to have about five to six iced coffees in it. Uh, or you can go to Starbucks and get an iced coffee, mm-hmm. which does not taste all that different, and you'll pay three, four bucks for each one of them. So, yeah, I. I but but the difference is is that if I if I'm at home and I'm like, can I get a can I get a venti skim caramel macchiato, please? Like, I'm gonna look at myself like I'm a loser because I'm only <laughs> talking to myself. Whereas if I say that in a Starbucks, well, this is we'll see. This is why we're great at podcasting. We talk to ourselves all the time. Um, But so, well, here's here's the other thing. So once, like, I still, and and it's mainly because our teenager, like, it's a whole status thing with Starbucks. But so I'll still take. We'll still go. Um, But it's funny you mentioned that I'll say that to the barista. Yeah, we're at the point now where. You pull up the Starbucks app and you just have your, you just place your order on your phone and then you just go and pick it up to the point where, because you've got the GPS on your phone, I'll get a, if I go to submit an order from my house, they'll say, oh, well, the estimated, it's estimated that this drink is going to be ready in six minutes. And based on your location, you're eight minutes away. Are you sure you want to place this order? I mean, it's just, it's funny because where it used to be, you'd wait in line at a Starbucks and that was kind of the whole thing. 
people don't even do that anymore. They just place their order, come in, get it, and leave. It's crazy. I just, yeah, I, I think that there are things that help, but at the same time, I, I yeah. miss the person. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and that's why, like, I, I, that's one of my, like, I, I'm kind of always trying to ask myself that. I'm like, yeah, you can make, you can take even more friction out of this particular process, whatever it is, but is that always necessarily going to be a good thing? Like, I, I think it really it really makes us, you know, immediate and impatient. And I think you kind of have to look at that and be like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I should wait in a line and actually have a conversation too. So, yeah. 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 And, and look, and within reason. So I, yeah. I get a half an hour lunch break. Now, if I'm getting, if I have to go out and buy lunch and I don't, I don't buy fast food for lunch. So if I have to go out and buy lunch and have it made, yeah, that eats up a good half of my lunch before I actually get to eat yeah. what I've what I've bought. And so in that case, okay, yeah, I, I think ordering ahead is, is a good idea because then I literally go and pick up my food. I still get that chance to unwind and I get sure. a chance to eat without scoffing. But if, if it's a matter of, oh, I need to order my coffee because I, you know, that way I don't have to talk to anyone. Well, not if you're ordering your coffee in the morning. Just yeah. leave home 10 minutes earlier. That's true. That's really all it is. That's true. Now, and, <laughs> you know, it's – and what's really funny about Starbucks is you'll go there, and if they have the drive through the drive through has a line wrapped around, and then you'll go inside, and there's maybe two people. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but they've – I mean – there's still I, I and to me that was part of the whole thing with Starbucks because I really I I didn't really start drinking coffee until I was in college and I was trying to cram for finals. Then I was drinking these Starbucks double shots that you could get at uh, out of vending machines and at, at gas stations because they had so much caffeine and when it would hit you it would just like wake you up. It was really nice. Um, but then there was this whole thing. So like after that, I started drinking Starbucks and there's the whole thing of like waiting in line and, and, um, you know, ordering and talking to the barista and then they put the name on the cup and all that. And they don't even, they don't really even do that anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I, I miss my, I miss my early to mid 2000s. I uh, see. They, they, they still do that. They still do that in Australia and it's probably cause we're about 10 years well, behind you guys. But... Well, and it's, it's like, <laughs> Because it used to be part of the fun. Yeah. Like, well, and that's and that's always kind of the thing too. I guess they got tired of seeing you know too many snarky posts on social media of like, how hard is it to spell Carl with a K? So, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But it's just, I, 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 I think yeah, convenience to a point is a good thing. I, I really like. back to school shopping because when we're uh, when we're doing that i still like going to there's there's a couple discount stores that i like to go to and just kind of see what they have and, and kind of uh, pick through but i'll go first thing in the morning like on a saturday before people really go out and start shopping but in general if you know the size mm. that you're looking for you just you know yep you can go to the, the online store order it and uh and you'll get it in a couple of days See, I I remember back to school yes. shopping always being so much fun. So for us, uh, pretty much every school in mm-hmm. Australia has a school uniform. 
so it's not about the clothes that you're going to wear. I remember buying your school shoes because, you know, school shoes are part of the uniform was, was always a big deal and picking your backpack was a big deal. And um, I was talking to somebody actually about their kids and they were American and they were saying something about leaving the school supplies at school. And I was like, oh, no, see here, you take them to school with you every day and you bring them home. So you take your pencil case with all your things in it. And, and they were saying how you guys had to buy paper oh, yeah. for you the teachers. You have to stock the um, – you are it, – it started out, I think, as kind of like nice-to-haves. But, yeah, I think it's now uh, – this is what the, the teachers' requirements are. Yeah, it, it can – and it can get really expensive just buying school supplies because you're buying that. And then you have the uh, additional cost of buying, you know, like the pencil case and, and your child's supplies and all that. And, you know, I, mm. I don't know. It, it's, yeah, I, I remember it being a lot more, God, I'm going to sound old. I remember it being a lot uh, more straightforward and a lot simpler and probably a lot cheaper when we, uh, when we were in school. But, and, and this is, Correct. this is public yeah. school that we're talking about. Yeah. That, um... Yeah. You know how you have those moments where you don't realize in, in certain ways how lucky you are or how privileged yeah. you are? Um, in Australia, we don't have that. You don't have to buy paper for the school. The Department of Education pays for it. Um, our teachers, I, from, from what I've heard, teachers in the States a lot of the time have to work yes. more than one job because the way – yes, Australia, Australia is it's the total, total opposite – Look, I think teaching is an incredible job. I think it's an incredibly hard job. I think it's an admirable job. And I think that teachers should get paid a hell of a lot more than other people. But their their rate of pay in Australia is, I mean, never enough, but but bloody high compared to what it is in the States. And, um, you know, they're, 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 I suppose, financially respected, yeah. I guess, a bit more <laughs> over here. Um, but it's those little things like the fact that, yeah, the, the paper is provided. I mean, like the worst thing that can happen to you at primary school over here or public school or grade school, whatever we want to call it, um, is that you forgot to bring your hat at lunchtime and you had to sit in the shade. Because our, oh, because our schools aren't all in one building either. Okay. Our schools are spread out. So, like, so you literally will walk – like in high school, it's you've you've got you sometimes you've got to walk all the way across the school to get to your other class, and there's like there's blocks. So there'd be a block of English room classrooms, and then there's a block of there's a science block, and then there's a history block, and and you like you walk through the quadrangle to go, to go to all these things. You spend a lot of time outside, but I think a lot of that has to do with um the temperature of our country, and so our our. Classrooms are really well, spread out. I think <clears throat> one, it's it's good that it is spread out like that, and that you do spend the time outside. And I, I think that's so. How much time do you get between classes? How much time do you exercise as well? Classes. Um, I think you're given about three, like three to five minutes okay. to get to each class. So, um, you've got your bell, and then you've got hmm. your second bell, which is second yeah. bell means you're supposed to be in the room by the time the second bell goes. Um, yeah, and I just, yeah, you, these are things that you grow up with that you don't think about. We, we also, most, most public schools in particular don't have lockers. So you carry your stuff around with you in your backpack all day. And... So I feel like, yeah. 
you know, and it used to be with us that you'd have to lug all your books around. And now, you know, you can get digital, digital downloads of textbooks. And I will say, I think most of the schools now have most of the rooms even, um, will have tablets or they'll have uh, Chromebooks, which Chromebooks are, are, are great because they, I mean, my gosh, they're like disposable laptops. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you're you're at a point now where you could carry all your stuff around and you could just have your textbooks um, on your tablet and you could have all your notes saved to the cloud. I mean, it's that's like one thing when, you know, when uh, when our son's complaining about homework, I'm like, dude, we didn't have like you. We didn't have Google. I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know like how it used to be. Like, you know, anybody, if I was in school now, it's like, geez, it would be so much like, it would just, it, it's just so much different now school compared to when we were, when we were there. Get off my lawn. <laughs> um, so. But, Aww, I like right. it when you're Grandpa right. Daryl. <laughs> I'm in this, I, I, I get into these, these little tangents where I'm like, yes, we need to adopt all the technology. And I'm like, back in my day, blah, blah, blah. blah. So, um, so. I do, yeah, I mean, I do, I do think it's funny. I think that there's, yeah, it's taking for granted that there are certain things. I remember having a receptionist once who thought it was hilarious that when I was in grade school, we, we went on an excursion to another school because they had a computer <laughs> and she's like but why didn't you just use a computer at your school and i'm like yeah. because nobody oh, had computers. we um no we ended up getting we we had we had computer labs these computer labs would have about mm, 20 probably 2025 20, and then yeah no, we had them when i was in high school yeah no i and but see i remember i remember in elementary school um I think like your one of your teachers would have one computer and you would have you would have designated like this was your day that you could get on the computer. So like once a month you could get on the computer for ten minutes. Um while the other kids were doing their lesson, you were doing like um you were doing like Reader Rabbit or, or Math Blaster, like some some game. Um yeah, which I think is, is sort of what we had to do to go to the other school. By the time that was sort of yeah. when I was in third grade, by the time I was in sixth grade, we, we had yeah, a few that's, computers in the school. That's kind of, I think that's Not kind many. of long, that's kind of what we were doing. Um, but yeah, even, even in high school, we had probably, I'm trying to think how many computer labs there were. There probably was not, there, there was nowhere near a hundred computers in the school and there were like. 900 students I, I went to I mean it was a medium-sized high school but um but yeah well no probably probably about 1200 students but now like every kid has their device which which I, they have enough devices for each kid so it's good so <laughs> yes back in our day which doesn't seem like it was that long ago but my god it really was <laughs> it's 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 all coming back to me though, because like all mm-hmm. the fashion is coming back, and the hairdos, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I entered a competition to meet Drew Barrymore the other really? day. Really? What's by the, the way. competition? What'd you have to do? 
Um, oh, because I I wear her I wear her cosmetics. So for those of you who like makeup, um, I Drew Barrymore brought out a line called Flower Beauty, and it's all natural. I mean, the the colors aren't natural, but they're made from natural products. Um, and what she did was she was sick of celebrities bringing out lines that were very expensive and could only be bought at department stores. So she brought out a line of cosmetics that is good quality, cheap price, only sold at Walmart. And I think that was three or four years ago. And I always wanted to buy it and you couldn't buy it because I couldn't, I, ca- I can't buy from Walmart because I don't have an American address. And, um, and then just before Christmas, she has now released it to a similar business in Australia and a similar business in the UK. And, um, and I stocked up because I'm like, Drew Barrymore, I've got to, I've got to get this. I've been wanting this for years. And then I actually really loved it. So I get all these comments now about how I look like I'm, oh, wow, you're glowing. You must be really happy. I'm like, yeah, no, I've just got, I, I've just got a really great foundation. <laughs> and so you had to buy a few products. Uh, you had to buy two products to be able to enter to meet Drew Barrymore. So, like, fingers crossed. And then if you don't hear from me again, it's because she's obviously accepted me as a best she and Jennifer Garner are going to be fighting and, for you, and I can't wait for that. Well, you know, I mean... They should, they and should. when that happens, we should totally have <laughs> some sort of contest where they're both on this podcast. And, well, no. Well, yeah, they'll just be on your podcast because you have that now. <laughs> Um, oh, I was going to say, thank you for the other day, by the way. So, so for those of you listening, um, I did a post the other day about shapewear and how shapewear made me feel bad about myself. But, uh, Daryl talked me through it before I posted it because I wanted to post it, but I was terrified to post it. And, um, cause it is a very revealing picture, not a particularly at all flattering picture either. Um, and I was there going, Oh, no, no, I don't know. I don't know. And, and so when I posted it, I'd said to you, I'm going to post it for 24 hours and then I will, uh, I'll go from there. And it's still up. It's been about 72 hours. Did you <laughs> now? is your account set to private? Cause I know you said you were going to do that as well. My account was private until today because when I podcast with you, I always make it public so that you can share my stories uh, so other people can see them. Yeah, and and I'll tell you because mm-hmm. I was, I read that and I know I, I know from what you were saying how hard it was to post it, but then I started reading the comments and it was amazing just how much support you were getting for sharing that. It was overwhelming. It was so overwhelming. I um. I posted it and then I went out and um, didn't look at my phone. And when I looked back at my phone, my phone had exploded and it was, it was, it was just so overwhelming. And I think that there are a lot of women that had always sort of felt the same and that were wearing it because, you know, it, there is this thing that um, tells us that we're supposed to want to be smaller than we are and take up less space than we do. And, and there's, there's also, yeah, and I like. I think the point of my post was, if it makes you feel good, do it. But it didn't make me feel good, and and I felt kind of like a fraud because everyone, you know, like that, I would go to these meetups and every single person would be wearing shapewear and being like, "Oh, I couldn't put the dress on without the shapewear." You know, you'd see all my jiggles, and I'm like, I, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, I like my jiggles. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I think there's, um, you, you have to be comfortable in whatever it is that you're, that you're doing. And I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're putting something on, you're like, I don't like this, then yeah, I, I wouldn't wear it. And I think there probably are a lot of people that feel obligated that they have to wear it, but it's not from, from what you've said, like, it's not really comfortable to wear, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. It, it, it literally feels like you're a human sausage. Like you, you're like you're a human hot dog and the casing is too, yeah. too tight around you. You know, when the, when the casing of a hot dog is too tight and it splits, it kind of always feels like it's going to split. So, yeah, well, I can definitely see, yeah, wearing it is probably yeah. not. And I, and I think as well, it's very suitable to certain body shapes because there was another girl that commented on my post that said it always just made me look far more apple shaped than I actually am. And that's what I noticed too. So I am, I, I call myself a super squishy uh, hourglass shape. So I've got a waist and I've got hips and I've got a boot, I've got boobs and a booty. But when I put on shapewear, it squishes in my booty and it squishes in my everything, but it just kind of pushes my stomach to a way that it just makes me look like I'm an apple. And um, and none of my clothes sit right because I don't dress for an apple. I dress for the squishy hourglass shape that I am. And so, yeah, it's just, um, it's uncomfortable. And, and but like, I, I completely respect it. So one of my friends was just like, you know, I wear it because it makes me feel sexy. I'm like, well, great. That's cool. It doesn't work for me. And um, yeah. Yeah, I I think with with anything like that, if you're comfortable wearing it, great. And if you're not, then you know don't wear it. But sharing stuff like that, I, it's always like you're probably going to end up getting a lot of support, and there's probably going to be a lot of people that relate to it. But at the same time, it's very hard to share that kind of stuff. But I I was glad that you did. yeah yeah well that that photo yes. was taken three yes. months ago. Yeah, and it just you know I I was glad that you did it, but you were you were definitely nervous. But I I think it I, I think this is probably more that you probably got more than you expected out of it from the feedback. Right? Yeah, I really did. I really did, and um, and I'm very grateful for that too because it was unexpected. It was sort of like stuff a little bit and see how I go. <laughs> And um and it turned out to not be humiliating at all. And um yeah. And it's and it's also real. I use my air quotes real. Um because that is me. That's me without a filter, that's me without anything. You see every lump and bump, you see the rolls of loose skin on my arms for everybody that's like Oh, but you wouldn't understand loose skin. Why? Because I'm still fat. Yeah, no, I still got loose skin. <laughs> well, it wasn't the uh, the ever famous high angle. You know, the angle that you're trying to get with Fiona. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. No, it's actually taking it at an unflattering lower angle, actually. But um, but that's that's also the reality. And and so I have a friend who was always uh, used to tell people that if I knew I was going to meet them. I would send them a message and just say, oh, just FYI, I'm fatter in person. And um, 
And she's like, Rachel's going to tell, tell you that, but she's actually, um, she, she's actually pretty accurate <laughs> about her size. <laughs> and, um, and so like, if, if I was to meet you, Daryl, that's what you'd probably get a week before I met you. Just, just an FYI, I'm fatter, fatter in person. I dress well for my size, but I'm, you know, I look bigger in person. And, um, but I think that photo yeah. shows my reality. You know, there's no clothes hiding that. That 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 photo is is showing a woman who who is a size twenty, who used to be a size thirty six, but at twenty is by nobody's standards a small woman. I'm still a big girl, and and I'm kind of cool yeah, with that I mean, to be honest. And you're you know you're doing the things that you like to do, and you're uh, you've talked a number of times that you know when you started all this you weren't you weren't healthy like you had to have the surgery and you you did the surgery and now you're doing the things that you're doing and if i, I kind of get that that if you lose weight you lose weight but yeah you're happy where you are and i think it's great yeah i i weight weight wise i don't care anymore i really don't um fitness wise fitness wise i'd like to be more fit um and i'm working on that and i think the swimming is helping i'm nearly done yeah. with my months of laps um, yeah, I, I think fitness wise, I'd like to be fitter and more active and, and I think that that's really important as well to differentiate between weight and fitness, because we have this assumption that if you are thin, you are fit. And if you are fat, you are not. And it's definitely not true. Um, you know, do I think fitness is easier when you weigh less? A hundred percent. It is easier to move your body. But do I think you're fitter just because you're thinner? Not? Well, and there's a, you know, there's like, a misconception out there that, you know, people that, that are happy in the size that they're in and that are working out that they're not healthy, that, you know, some people think the whole body positive movement and loving yourself at any size or loving, you know, this is who I am at any size, that that's a cop out of somebody just wanting to, you know, be lazy and not do what they need to do. But there's a lot of people that weigh very, that are various sizes that weigh various amounts that are healthy and unhealthy. I mean, you, you have people that look like that, that even look similar close to the cover models that aren't healthy. And you have people that based on, you know, charts and, and, uh, standards that are probably 50 to 60 pounds over that, but their blood work is fine. They, you know, do the activities that they want to do. They work out like they want to work out. Um, and they are healthy. So that there's, there's so much to that. Like there's, there's people at all sizes that are, are healthy and not healthy. And I, I think it really is based on how you feel day to day, both physically and in your own head. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, and it's it's funny about sending the message ahead of time because I've been um, as as you know, I still uh, try to pick up marketing work and I've been I I, like I could literally pick up a full time job and do the stuff that I'm already doing. It wouldn't phase me because I, you know, did that for a number of years. But like when I start, when I have phone interviews before I meet somebody, I always will put out there, like I'll work in there that, you know, I have a visible, visible disability and I know, you know, etiquette wise, 
that typically isn't something you would share. But the thing is that I want to prep people for is when they see me, like I, I always hate the, the look at my face, the look down at my feet, the look back at my face. And you can just kind of see, it's not really a look of horror, but it's kind of a look of, Oh crap. I wasn't expecting this. And I just like, I'm like, you know, I prepare people too. So I totally get that. Okay, so so just in case you're wondering, Daryl, if you ever meet me, I'm not a six foot tall supermodel. Well, um, are you shocked? It's a good thing I was sitting down. Um, yeah, and I know and that. if you <laughs> if um, if you meet me, I'm not six foot three, blonde, blue eyes with great hair. So, what are you talking about, Daryl? I know. That's well, exactly you know, I try I to hit those angles. You. Oh my gosh, I'm you? short. I'm like, uh, I might be 5'8". Oh, okay. So you're a, you're a little <laughs> bit taller than me still. I, um, I, I get that a lot. Apparently, apparently on Instagram, I've, I have seen this in your I profile. Shorter in person. Yeah, right? And, um, and, and my friend, and my friend Joe's like, yeah, I was just shocked by how short you are. And I'm like, I'm five foot six. And she's like, You can't be five foot six. I'm five foot seven. And I'm like, No, I feel like you're like five nine or five ten, but I am five six. She's like, No, you're way shorter than that. And then I had to bring up a group photo to show her she's about two inches taller than me. She's like, You must have been wearing high heels. And I'm like, I don't wear high heels. Well, I, there's <laughs> something I am curious about is what does Louise think? Well, see, Louise is a pocket rocket. So Louise is about four <laughs> foot eleven, maybe five foot, and um, and so she she just thinks everybody. Well, talking. we we have to mention her over <laughs> an hour in because we have to tell her to listen to the podcast for her name. Yeah, because otherwise true, she would listen true. to us. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Did you? Uh, we we mentioned her. Sharon yes. and I mentioned her because. <laughs> Because Sharon's like, oh, it's a pe- like I, Sharon's like, I don't like Louise, and I'm like, no, you love her, you want to marry her, and she's like, well, she's already engaged, and like, and then she's like, I like how I forget that I've got a husband. <laughs> like, I can't marry Louise because she's engaged, not because yeah. I've got a husband. Um, and I'm like, well, yeah, poor Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was so. She was so. Oh. She, she made me laugh because she was nervous. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And she's like, why are you so nervous? You do this all the time. And I'm like, because I never do this face-to-face. This is my first time doing it face-to-face. And um, But it was great. I, I felt really relaxed with her. And I'm, I look forward to doing it more with other people. So, um, I, yeah. um, I'm look, I've not done a face-to-face podcast yet. And I am looking forward to doing it. Uh, I do feel like when we have the the flying pig thing here in a couple months, I think Gary is. Well, I know Gary is bringing his equipment, and he's probably going to have one big old podcast with everybody on it. So I'm looking forward to it. It will be. Well, that'll be, be cool. It'll be fun. So, yeah. Look at you! You're you're doing all these new things. Podcaster now, big time. Yeah, I podcasted on my own on Sunday. I know. You're like, 
I'm just, I, I was, I was actually scrolling through Facebook and we were talking about Starbucks. I'm now seeing Starbucks ads. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is an ad for an iced coffee. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, it's all about that convenience. We're, we're giving all of our information away. Yeah, I- I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> It's Starbucks. Um, oh, um, because we've mentioned Louise, we better mention our other uh, best, best uh, guest. Um, Neil. Neil sent me what he wanted okay. to be the question of the week. So Neil went to watch. Oh, I got a message from Neil the other day that said, oh, I went to watch a love podcast. And I went, what? What's a love podcast? And he's like, Live. I meant live. I went to watch a live podcast. And I went, okay, cool. And he said that this was a question that was asked at the live podcast. And he wants us to ask it on here. Um, I, I will see what you think about it. So it was, if your finger could time travel, like you get one finger that can open a tiny time hole and you can poke your finger through into anywhere in time, to have an effect what where why oh when. my gosh right it's very it complex question right and then he gave me his answer and he said i'd go jack ruby myself a finger from time right in the eye and i'm like well why jack ruby and he said because you can't stop oswald there are too many other factors. Kennedy dies either way. And Kennedy had to die or the timeline would go seriously screwy. So if you stop Jack Ruby, you get to find out heaps of cool stuff and oh what was gosh. really going on. And I'm like, I feel like that's a really big thought process for Tuesday night. I'm kind of basically like at fire bad, tree pretty. <laughs> I'm just like, see, what this basically is, this is not a question of the week. This is like a topic for a two hour long podcast. I a mean, this is, podcast. yeah. Right. This, this should be my That's conversation. That's what I'm thinking. And, and we did mention. Right. You know, if I, if I was going to pick a question, it would be like, who would be your one night stand from the Marvel yeah. Galaxy? Yeah, that was one <laughs> that you've already and used. That and I found out a lot of interesting things yeah. from that. What that I would pick Scarlett Johansson? Like anyone would. I, I like when you were talking about the uh, <laughs> evolution of Captain America throughout the Marvel movies. Because <laughs> Sharon's like, I don't yeah. like it. like before we do the podcast. She's like, it's kind of boring. He's a bit too square. And I'm like, no, 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 you're gonna <laughs> like him. <laughs> and I, I'm like defending. It's not the first time. Character. It's not. It's not Please the first like time, him. and it's probably not the last. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it will never be the last no one. I'm the movie girl. I did I I did go to watch I you know, I'll say theater. I went to I went to the theater on Saturday night. And I went to see uh I used to say he was my favorite comedian, but I feel like he's more of an entertainer than a comedian. And uh, <laughs> And it's at this moment that the I love self righteous Rachel go. Okay, because a lot of people will go to see, like, the famous comedians, right? The ones that charge an absolute fortune. 
you know, so like Chris Rock, people will pay $200 to see Chris Rock. And Chris Rock is really funny. But I'm sort of the person that'd be like, I know for certain that Chris Rock's show is going to become a Netflix special or it's going to be on DVD. So I would rather spend $200 and go to 10 different comedy shows than just go to one for $200, right? Different people, different strokes, different folks. And um, so Daniel Kitson, I I first went to watch Daniel Kitson when I was, I want to say, I, I would have been in my early 20s the first time I saw Daniel Kitson. And I only went to see him because my friend Anna told me that he was weirdly sexy. Um, now, I will send you a photo of Daniel Kitson. I feel like Daniel Kitson himself would say that nobody had ever described him as strangely sexy. Um, and so Dan- Daniel Kitson, incredible comedian. Uh, I like him because he overcomes adversity. He's got a stutter. He's got a, stu- he's got a speech impediment and he's a stand-up comedian. The irony is not lost on him. Um, and so I've seen him a few times. So I saw him do straight stand-up once. I saw him do a play once. I saw him do storytelling once. And then I, I went to his show on Saturday night. Now, he never gives you a show description. You don't know what you're getting into. You literally spend $25 and hope for the best. And every time I leave one of his shows, I leave having laughed my ass off and, and having a you know, a better outlook on who I am or what I am or what I'm going through or what's in my life. Um, he makes me think. And yeah. And so Saturday night was no different. I will not tell anybody what the show was like because I think that that spoils it. I think he's an experience. And, um, but it was one of those moments where I went, I'm so glad I did this. I'm so glad I did this. And, and there are so many people who wouldn't know who he was, <laughs> you know, and um, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm not that person that goes, oh, they're not famous. And, it, and I think it probably happens because at the moment we are in the uh, comedy festival time of year. So Melbourne, Melbourne Comedy Festival starts next week. Um, and... Yeah, Melbourne Comedy Festival starts next week. And so uh, all of the comedians, international comedians, are in Australia at the moment. Um, And you can always tell how much prestige somebody has in terms of ranking within the comedy community by how much their tickets are. So if your tickets are, say, $40 or $50, yeah, you're you're pretty famous or you're pretty great at what you do. And if your tickets are like $15 or $20, you're starting out. I always go and see the ones that are starting out. Because every now and then you come across someone extraordinary. Ronnie, Ronnie Chang, who is, uh, was Australian-based for a long time. I think technically he's not Asian. Um, he, he really got his start in comedy over here. And he started off in a competition. That would have cost you $10 for the ticket. And he is one of the funniest comedians I've seen in person. Um so he's on the daily show on comedy central. Um, he had his own show over here for a while. Um, what else? I think he was in a, um, I think he was in crazy rich Asians. 
I've not I've not seen it, but but yeah, he I think he was in Crazy Rich Asians as well. And so like I guess what I got out of Saturday night is that like it's it's so funny because he, he was saying how people put their best selves forward. So like the in all fairness to myself is is what he said people say. No, you really don't have to be fair to yourself. <laughs> like um and how we don't always see ourselves we never really see ourselves as the bad guy in the story. You know, and in some way we always try and find a way to make it not like make it be seen from our perspective. I don't know. It was it was very thought provoking. But what I also took away from Saturday night is that there are certain triggers that are associated with weight for me. Tight clothes and tight chairs are two of them. And this is a theater with notoriously small chairs. I thought I'm a lot smaller. I won't have an issue. I had an issue. I spent two hours moving every 15 minutes, almost crying in pain because the chairs were that tight. And it wasn't just me. There were women that I would put in sort of a healthy weight range uh, that struggled as well. The, ch- the chairs are notoriously tight. I, I, it was the most strange mix for me that I was there in a path of self-loathing and enjoying the show and enjoying this comedian that I haven't seen for 11 years. It's been 11 years since I watched him last time. And, um, and I was in pain and I was in emotional pain as well because I just thought, you know, that moment, I think anybody who's ever had a weight problem has that moment where you go, this is it, right? Tomorrow I, tomorrow I, tomorrow I, and I, I really, I spent a a great part of Saturday night feeling like absolute shit and I woke up on Sunday morning and I podcast about it and I felt better I felt like I was able to let it go that I could realistically in my head go my size 20 to 22 body does not fit in those chairs but the woman who sat behind me that was size 14 she had a problem too that maybe it really is the chair and not me um that said I have this monstrous and I'll send you a photo monstrous bruise on my thigh from the way that my leg was pressed against the chair because the chair was rigid and would not move um which is every day a reminder that I have to talk myself out of that it was the chair, that it was the chair, that it was the chair, that it was the chair. Because I had honestly, I, I think people, people fail to realise just how much thinking and planning goes into life when you are, I, I was beyond morbidly obese, I was super morbidly obese. Um, you know, I couldn't go to birthday parties if the chairs had arms. I couldn't. I couldn't go anywhere that where I had to park too far away from a restaurant or a, a shop. I, I hadn't been to a shopping center in five years before I'd had my surgery to go shopping. I would literally park right next to the entrance 
go into the one shop that was there that I needed and then come straight back out. And, um, and when I'm sat in a chair like I was the other night, that all comes back and is that feeling of, am I 500 pounds again? And I'm not. I know I'm not. I know I'm nowhere near that. But when we talk about weight loss, people always talk about the aesthetics. And um and and I'm really sorry, Daryl, but I'm 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 gonna swear a bit here. Fuck the aesthetics. Fuck the aesthetics. Because at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and feel like shit about myself or I can look in the mirror and feel good about myself and it doesn't matter whether or not I'm a size 8 or a size 28. But what it's about is making your life the best for you and the healthiest for you and the happiest for you um, and the most freeing for you and and I think that was my thing was that I was always very happy I've always been a very happy person I will actually say that I was happier before I lost weight um everything else in my life was was a much happier place than it is now but I was trapped in a prison of my own flesh and I was crumbling from within (laughs) Um, and so, and, and yet there are people, I'm sure that there are people that are 500 pounds that don't feel that way. Um, I didn't always feel that way. It wasn't until I, so I probably got to about 450, that first 50 pounds or the first 70 pounds. Cause I think I was 514 pounds. Um, the first 70 pounds, you know, when all of a sudden small things were easier, I could, go to the bathroom easier I could have a shower easier all of these little things um I had more energy and I think it doesn't matter the weight it's how your body handles the weight and I think at 514 pounds I was really lucky I had no health conditions other than super morbid obesity um I also don't think it probably would have stayed that way but I I always felt the amount of space and size that I took up. Almost like I was stealing space from other people. And Saturday night made me feel like I was stealing space from other people. And, And part of me, part of me wants to address that issue with the actual center because, you know, their chairs aren't just rigid for people that are fat. (laughs) Their chairs are rigid for people that are pregnant. Their chairs are rigid for people that have disabilities. Um, And I just want to make them aware of that in a kind and polite way and not be like, you you guys totally bruised up my thigh. But I, you know, and I've only ever done that once before. I did that with the IMAX in Sydney. I, became, I, I made them very aware because their chairs were probably the exact same chairs as were in there. Um, that I sort of said, look, your chairs are not pregnancy friendly and they're not disability friendly either. 
And they were in the middle of renovations and I got this great email back from the manager saying, we thank you so much for your comments. We've taken them into consideration. And they did. They did take them into consideration. When they reopened, they reopened with, uh, I think they called it accessible friendly seating. And um, and you could lift the arm armrests up and things like that so that somebody could, say, transition from a wheelchair to the chair. Or if you're a pregnant lady, you could lift the armrest up and just relax a little bit. Or if you're a larger person, you could lift the armrest up and relax a little bit. And, um, yeah, and so part of me wants to address that because for years I just, I, I knew I was the problem, right? The world wasn't too small. I was too big. But when I saw other people struggling on Saturday night, and it was only when I saw other people struggling on Saturday night that I thought, I don't think this is a case of me being too big. I think this is a case of the chairs being too small. Um, that I kind of wanted to address it with them because everything else about my night was perfect. The show was brilliant. The staff were great. And this centre that I went to with the theatre in it has four other theatres, all of which don't have this problem. I've gone to shows in all of their other theatres and never had a problem with their seating. It's just this one one theatre. But... And I've just rambled. I'm sorry. I've just like literally gone on this massive rant. Well, <laughs> and I literally start choking right as I'm getting ready to say something. Um, you know, I, I think I think what's important is that one, no matter how far along you go, whether your goal is you know appearance or not, you're still you're still going to have those thoughts and insecurities of where you were not just when you started, but throughout your entire life. And, you know, you're absolutely right that the aesthetics don't matter. And that's the, like, if I could hammer, (coughs) if I could hammer one message home to everybody, like your body is going to look the way it's supposed to look, you know, can you lose weight by being more active? Yes. Um, is it going to be easier to exercise as you start to lose weight? Yes. But that's not what any of this is about. This is about the, how you're able to, to view yourself. And when somebody says weight loss journey, like that's what it's about, because what really matters is how you view the person in the mirror and the things that you're telling yourself as you go throughout your day. And, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's you sharing this in a sense, I, I think is going, it, it normalizes what everybody goes through, but doesn't talk about. See, they think that, you know, once you lose 40 or, or a hundred or 200 pounds or whatever, that those thoughts and feelings aren't going to come back. They're always there. Um, sometimes you're going to be able to cope with them better than others, but they're always going to be there. But no, I mean, I, I think it's, it, it, it's what you were dealing with and it was what you were feeling and it's honest, it's raw and it's real. Yeah. So I guess I'm saying rant away. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, honey. Thank You're you. Um, yeah, I don't, it, it's funny, like, I mean, normally we would have a really lighthearted question of the week or like what Neil's doing where he just wants us to have two-hour conversations about some really in-depth topic. 
Oh my gosh, let's get let's get philosophical. I feel like that was the original version of Olivia and John's Let's Get Physical. I, I think that's what you should call your uh, podcast episodes with Neil when you do them. Because I, I figure <laughs> I figure that's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what Oh yeah, it is. It is. So you know, I'll I'll ask you, do we what kind of question do we want to have this week? Because I feel like coming off of your experience from Saturday, um we could put together a, a, a pretty serious, straightforward question that probably would be even a little therapeutic for a lot of the people that would respond. Um, I know normally. Uh, I, I think so, but then I also think we had a serious question last week. How are you going to tell your story this week? And um, I, I think we could, I think. I do you know what I think I think if you're listening and you've gotten that far this far message us message us about that story and and let us know what makes you feel like you're too big for the space that you're occupying whether it's metaphorically physically emotionally whether you're not enough or too much because I think I've kind of always felt like I yeah. was too much. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and that really, that's a conversation week in, week out that I think you and I are always happy to have with people. A hundred percent. I am always not, happy. I, I mean, a lot of times you could look at these weekly questions and say, oh, they're themes or they're, you know, just kind of things that they're touching on right now. That That's kind of an ongoing thing. Um, if there's anything that you take out of the conversations that we have uh, from, the, and it touches on kind of like how you feel and the skin that you're in and the world that you're in, by all means, let us know because those are, are you know, talks that we would really, really like to have. Um, I think question of the week um you had a trapper keeper in school right you had a trapper keeper in school when you were in elementary school i don't know never what, mind i don't know what that uh, is. It, it was a real fancy binder um <laughs> <laughs> your favorite trapper keeper if you know what those are or folder from when you were a kid Everybody had a favorite folder. Um, yeah, we'll do a little nostalgic thing this week, I think. Unless you have something better that you focus to do. I'm, I'm currently, I'm just thinking. Um, okay, what about if your five-year-old self was spending a day in your current self, what do you think your five-year-old self would do? <laughs> I like it. What would your five-year-old <laughs> self do? Yeah. Um, she'd probably... She would live in the confectionery aisle at the supermarket. Um, she would 
yeah, she would live in the confectionery aisle at the supermarket. She would watch as much TV as possible. She would. Wow. I don't know. That's oh, that's fun. What would your five-year-old do? What the five-year-old version of me claimed I would do as an adult, which is once I got my driver's license, I claimed that I would drive myself to Chuck E. Cheese every day and play video games. (laughs) I think you should do that, but then I also don't know. Chuck E. Cheese is uh, basically a place. When we were kids, it was like a video arcade plus a pizza place that um, had these these puppets like. Um, basically like if you go to, when you go to Disneyland and you see Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and all these, they had Chucky, Chuck E. Cheese was a mouse and he played in a band with other various character friends of his. Um, it was basically like a, a, a video arcade with a ball pit and they served pizza. And apparently when we were kids, they served beer because that's what the parents needed. But, um, but yeah, it was basically, I basically said that I would drive myself to the video arcade every day. And uh, it was funny because I remember in my head, I had this image of basically, you know, what I looked like then, except I had longer legs and I was taller, which we all know did not really work out for me. But it was basically, <laughs> I was basically uh, skinny, the, the, the scrawny, skinny version of myself with longer legs. And uh, that that's how I, I pictured myself. So like I pictured myself actually driving. I I remember, I remember my five-year-old self being obsessed with my sister's yeah. wardrobe um, because she had bubble skirts and she had white stiletto boots <laughs> and, oh my gosh, she had a frizzy perm and blue eyeliner. Like, the 80s weren't kind. Yeah, it's... <laughs> But I, I think, I, I mean, and you'll still see 80s fashion, but like you said before, the, the looks from when we were kids in the 90s, it's now coming back. People are going to be wearing. Oh, yeah, salt and pepper, like baggy jeans yeah. are going to come back. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> so that'll be our question for this week. What would the five-year-old version of yourself? What would your five-year-old, what would your five-year-old self yeah. do in your current life? Besides probably throw mm-hmm. things at your boss and say, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Poop head. You're poop head. This isn't fun. <laughs> you know, th- so this was a really interesting podcast because we started off very, very light. And then we got very, very deep. And then we just tied it up with a nice light question. Really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know it's the roller coaster. That's right. With of life, I'm all yes. about the metaphors. Yes. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, we will. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Definitely, let us know what your five year old self would do. And seriously, if you, anytime you want to message us and talk about how you're feeling, in you know the the skin you're in, the situation you're in, and anytime the uh, those old thoughts creep in. Let us know because that's that's a conversation that we always want to have. So I think uh, I think with that we'll go ahead and wrap up for this week. And yeah, let us know your thoughts, and uh, we appreciate you listening. It, it's crazy that people actually listen to us. Um, I know, right? And don't forget to tune in to the Thursday ten over at uh, 
Fifty Shades of Grey on Thursday with uh, myself and the amazing Daryl Perry. I just you plugged. Did. You should. Well, yeah, plug, <laughs> plug any and everything that you want. And I'll tell you what, guys, we're actually getting closer to that 10-minute mark. We might be able to do it one day. I reckon we will one day. I mean, we got to 14 minutes the other day. Yeah, and, and that's like that we don't even get done with our introductions in 14 minutes over here, but it's all good. It's all good. So, all right. Well, I will, uh, yeah, we'll, we will be podcasting again. Now, do you have any episodes coming out between today and Thursday that you might want to tease? No. Sure? No, I don't, I don't want not, none that are planned. Okay, so you might hop on there and just do like a freestanding episode, right? Possibly. Okay. I don't think you, yeah. It happened on Sunday. I don't so. think you should do that. You should not do another podcast between now and thursday that's with the reverse right. psychology daryl i do Dude, what it's daryl's swiss cheese psychology <laughs> so. which would help yes. if i hadn't studied I know, right? psychology. These, these jedi mind tricks let me tell you <laughs> so. you could just get me a lightsaber Dude, that'd I, be more fun lightsaber um oh man there's totally questions that can come off that. Uh, we'll have a lightsaber question another week, but uh, yes. I would agree. Yes. So, all right. We will wrap things up here, guys. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us know what your five-year-old self would do and, uh, and message us anytime to have a conversation. So is that pretty much everything? That's everything. Take care. Take care I'll talk friend. to you really soon. All right. Bye. Okay.